One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti, and today... We are just going to dive probably toward the end. <laughs> We're going to dive to the end of my bodybuilding competition. I have my producer, Alex, here. A lot of you know Alex. Um, but if you don't, she's a, our producer, and she's been working with Shanti for a very long time, probably since the amount of time that Scott and I have been, have been together. But we're going to dig deep into the experience, and I really like when people ask me questions about my experience because it sparks something more than just what's in my brain. So I know you will find some power to continue to dig deeper in your life through my answers. So sit back and get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say hey, yeah. no, no, no. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. All right, we're back. And here's the <laughs> illest, what I like to say. Alex is here. She's going to start. I'm just going to say jump right in. <laughs> so, Sean, congratulations on your recent physique bodybuilding competition and all of your wins you meddled eight times that is absolutely incredible thank you thank you thank you yes i'm very very happy about that <laughs> in case anybody missed it do you want to tell us exactly what you meddled in yes so i meddled in men's classic physique so for those of you who don't know what that is men's classic physique is pretty much arnold schwarzenegger like that look um, back in the day, that was like considered bodybuilding, but he had the ultimate classic physique. So, um, and that's when you can wear the briefs that look like speedos, and that's one of the reasons why I absolutely wanted to do <laughs> that division. But the other reason I wanted to do it that division is because that division is well, everything about bodybuilding is about aesthetics, but that is almost like the slightly bigger athletic build that's really proportionate upper body and lower body combined but not overly big like super not overly muscular i don't want to say overly but not super muscular like the bodybuilders were and it's not just men's physique that focuses on the upper body even though i did that as well so i placed first in men's over 45 i was the only one there so i won that but <laughs> i placed <laughs> first in men over 35 I placed first in classic physique novice C. So that's everyone who's like 5'11 to 6 feet. Side note, side note, I've been 72 and a half inches my entire life. Not my entire life, but my entire adult life over 6 feet. And I measured in at 5'11 and a half and I was over it. I was 
over it. And I was like, how is this even possible? And they were like, you have no idea because I'm 3% body fat. So they were like, you have no idea when you, when your body fat gets that low, you lose so much fat on the bottom of your feet too, that it shrinks, it shrinks you. I was like, oh my gosh, so that was crazy. So I measured it at five, five, 11 and a half, but that's why I'm in, in class C. Cause I was always class D, which was six feet and over, but I kind of like being in class C at the moment because I don't have to weigh as much to my max, which is a long story. But anyway, then I got first place in men's physique over 45. There were multiple guys over 45 in that one. Men's physique over 35 first place, which was kind of cool because there was a guy there who was 44 and like we were going back and forth in the morning. It was like, who's going to win? And we had a long conversation backstage. It was great, but I won. <laughs> but he's so cool. He was actually like so cool. I was like, e this guy could beat me because he had a great physique. Then I got classic physique open C. So this is not novice. Classic physique open C is everyone. It's everyone from, I guess, 18 years old to however old and anybody can compete in that. And the cool thing about that is that is the division that you have to place in the top two to get to nationals, the national championships, like to qualify to get your pro card. And so while I really wanted first place, I just thought it was so cool that I was competing against younger guys and I got second place. It was, it was just like such a great thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I was so happy. Cause my whole goal for this was to do the best that I can do, but I really wanted to make it to nationals. That was cause it just gives you that motivation and fuel to like grow and get bigger, which we'll talk about later. Then I got second in classic physique, true novice. So the same guy beat me in those two classes. He was a 22 year old. And when I told him I was 45 at the end of the day, cause we we're back there you know, we're talking, we're having a good time. You, you kind of get to know people you're using, people are using your bands. And at the end, he and his coach were walking by. I asked him, I was like, how old are you? And he was like 22, I was like, wow. And he was like, hold on, you. I was like 45. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, bitch, you beat me though. <laughs> um, and then I got third place in men's physique open D. So men's physique open D is anyone over 5'11". So here's the thing about that. I really, I mean, I like classic physique a lot. But once I started like growing, I was like, oh, I like this men's physique thing with the board shorts. And I missed going to nationals by one place. And I think these two guys that were there, they had already like had such muscle development and they were bigger. They were just bigger than me with like great lats. So I kind of knew I was getting third place. My opposing coach really wanted me to go to the national championships in two weeks, but I don't want to do that because I really want to work hard. I really want to get bigger, put on more like lean muscle and I want my quads to get bigger and everything. So I said, I'll wait. I'm going to give myself 10 months to grow. And uh, we'll see what happens. And we'll see. And then back to Jersey. Yes, it's going to be a Jersey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be packed there. So it's been only a few days since the event. Like, what are your initial thoughts, emotions? Like, now I feel like the competition's finally wrapped up. I'll tell you, it was the best thing I've ever done for myself. Ever. To the point where... It, like, doing this is literally a snowball of everything I love. It's fitness, but, like, intense fitness, 
I'm, I have the ability to get coached by three people. Like it's like, I have a trainer who is, she's just amazing. You guys have hopefully listened to her episode here with Kristen Bennett. I have a coach who like does my nutrition and also trains me and like make sure I'm aesthetically fine. And I'm like being guided by him. And then I have a posing coach who is literally the best in the business. And so I'm able to get coached. I'm able to train really, really hard. Like I'm able to, I don't like easy training. I don't like just working out, be like, oh, I'm going to go work out today. Like I need to feel a burn. So that's why I love it. I love, I'm very competitive. So there's that aspect. And I, I love being on stage. Like, I love it. I remember times during this process where I would get a little bit overwhelmed or I would be on a fucking Stairmaster for 35 minutes. That is a nightmare with minimal energy. And I, I used to like literally just be like on a Stairmaster, like just get to the stage. And I just remember on Saturday when they called my name to come out and I'm like, as soon as I felt the lights, I was like, oh, I'm like, it's a wrap for everybody here, at least in my head, like, you know, and I get to perform. And then there's also movement, like the posing, the majority of the posing is not necessarily dancing, but like you can really come up with a flow that makes it feel like really good in your body. And then I get to actually do an individual performance for posing, which I made like somewhat dancey and like flowy, which I love. And then you know, last but not least, I love winning medals. So, <laughs> I mean, I, and the reason why I know I love the winning medals is because when I was younger and I ran track, I mean, I ran, I won a lot of medals. And I remember I would have this towel, and every time I had a towel, like, I guess tacked to my wall, nailed to my wall. And every time I would win a medal, medals at track events, I would just come home and I'm just like, oh, I just love that feeling of, like track and field in this is are, are very synonymous with you have like you have to do it on your own. Like nobody can score for you. You know, you really have to do it on your own. So that it was just great. So now, I mean, I'm kind of just still on the high of that. And I'm, I trained even harder today with like more determination. The burn wasn't so bad because I know I, what I want. So, yeah, I just feel really good. Amazing. So, I mean, you know all these things about yourself and like it kind of accentuated the things that you already know that you're, you love being on stage and you're a performer and you love winning. But what did you learn about yourself like through the journey so far that like both physically and mentally as you prepared yourself for the competition, like some new things you learned? Oh my gosh. So things that I've learned. So you know how like you are yourself, you are in your body and people will tell you things about yourself your entire life. Like people tell me all the time, like, oh my gosh, like you work so hard or you dig so deep or you do all these things. And I'm, I just kind of throw it away because I'm like, it's me like in my body. So I'm just like, I feel like we, our brains do what our brains do. So it just feels natural to do it. And it is not that we necessarily need to celebrate those things that people compliment us on because I'm like, well, that's the only way I know. But do, what I learned about myself is I was like, oh, like when Scott tells me, like Scott always teased me. He's like, if you say you're going to do something, like you're going to do it. And I would say things to Scott throughout the process, like 
yo, you have no idea. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to train so hard. Like, you know, I would say these things and he's like, I know, like, he's like, you don't know. And it wasn't until shit got really hard and I had a choice to be like, to kind of like back down or to push forward and push forward harder than I was able to, I was like, oh, this is what Scott is talking about. Like, this is what he sees. And I had to hit a place of like extreme, I don't want to say stress. It was just like extremely tough. And it's really like kind of like that fight or flight. It's like you're either going to go extremely hard in this and commit or you're going to phone it in and just do the bare minimum. And I was like, there's my, my, I was like, there's, I've realized like there's no way I like to do the bare minimum. Like I like to push as far as I can go. And if it, if it's not going to work, that's cool. But I like to like exhaust, I'd like to exhaust myself. So I finally understand with Scott uh, when he always said that. He was like, you did that with tennis. Like you said, you're going to hit with pros one day. And I said, no, you're not. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're at these tournaments and you're hitting with pros. It was just like, okay, like, yeah, because I love practicing, you know, playing tennis. But this was really hard. So I was able to be like, oh, it, it helped me learn a new level of commitment. The other thing that was really cool is I just didn't realize I would be so passionate about this thing as a whole because I was just really inspired by Kristen at my physical therapy place. I'm like, damn, her body is amazing. Like she has great stature. She has great muscle tone. And not even that she was ripped. Like she could just tell she ate well. She did all these things to keep herself really healthy. And I was like, I want that. So when I started training and she started making my diet and stuff, I was like, okay, this is cool. But then going through this prep process was like, oh, this is like, and then everything. It just like, it just, I was just like, wow. Like I found a new love and a new passion. And I had so many people come up to me at the gym when I went back to the gym today. And they were like, it's like you were born to do this. I'm like, absolutely. So it was like really cool because <laughs> I, I am like, I love it. I'm like in it. And I, the stage is fun, but the training to get there and the prep to get there is such a, it's such a challenging thing that the stage is actually the reward. And I just love it. So, I mean, like you spoke about, you looked at Kristen and Kristen was a huge, you know, inspiration for you and achieving like competitive physique that requires a ton of dedication and sacrifice. What were some personal sacrifices that you felt like you had to make in preparation for this? And how did you stay motivated throughout it despite all the sacrifices? Oh my God, that's a great question. So some sacrifices that I had to make was while I'm in like prep and training, my coach makes me have a cheat day. Like they, he call, I call it a treat day. But Sundays, like, you have to have a burger and fries. Like, they make you, like, shock your system into having these things. But Scott and I, I would be like, hey, Scott, like, can you make me a drink? You know, and we would, like, have our drink. And on a Sunday, the kids would be playing. And we would just kind of we built a sports bar in our house for that reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if my husband's Scott. So, of course, we're going to have a sports bar in our house. And just that alone, not being able to do that. It sounds crazy, but that's like time that that's like one of our times together and not to be able to do to do that was just like really tough because then I started to feel like I was neglecting him. But he constantly was like, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. He's like, I'm really surprised that you're doing great. And 
then there were like so many times where I just needed to sleep and I wanted to be by myself. And I was just like, I can't. But then I, you know, I'm battling that with like trying to spend time with the kids. And so in my head, I just thought I was like neglecting my family a lot. But Scott said I did a really good job, but it just doesn't fit. You don't have the same energy to do it. So it's very forceful. The other thing is like intimacy with Scott. And Kristen told me, she was like, and a couple other people who did this, they were like, three, four weeks out, you are not, your libido is not going to be there. And I was just like, so I had to be like extremely intentional on in how we had intimacy. At some point, I just kind of had to stop hanging out with my friends. I just like, and that's a big sacrifice. Like I just couldn't hang out with people because I couldn't eat what they were eating. I had to eat every two and a half hours. You know, again, Scott and my date nights or anytime like brunches and like just going to have like pancakes, like all these things that you do socially, you just can't do it. It seems like most of the stuff that I sacrificed was time with people, which is like really tough. Even when I would travel, cause I would have to travel for work I would have to travel to, we had to travel to France. I had to travel to, to actually go posing and do stuff. And I couldn't do the things that I would normally do in these cities because I'm like, I can't go to that restaurant. I have to eat. I can't eat that. And I'm tired. So yeah, it, the sacrifice was very much just time with people. And it was, it was tough, but you know, having done it, and now that I know I'm going to do it again, I could, like, really try to preface this with all my people and be like, just so you know. And, like, week 17 was 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12 was pretty good because my calories was at, like, 3,900 calories. Then it went to 34. Then it went to 31. Then it went to 29, then it went to 27, and then it went to, and then once the calories start getting low, you're just like, I just don't even want to be around you because I can't go to a restaurant. You know, like I can't enjoy that. So. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You had a lot of training and people around you that have done this before. And, of course, there were obstacles in your way, like not hanging out with people and like not having drinks with Scott but were there any like unexpected obstacles that you had to overcome in like the final days before the competition or leading up to it oh great question I mean I you know we did that episode where I had my breakdown I think that was like the biggest uh, that was like the biggest obstacle it was going (laughs) from this is so crazy it was going from 2400 calories to like 2100 calories Alex I was like what like I was it like literally took me out because you get to a point where you wake up and you only have enough energy to get you through your workout everything after that for the rest of the day is just like it's just like energy so that was like my biggest obstacle 
outside of that, you know, not, it wasn't anything extremely terrible. I think another obstacle was really staying on top. And I owe a lot of this to Kristen. Staying on top of judging my body. Because Kristen was like, Sean. She said this right when I told her I wanted to compete. And she was like, not against me competing, but she was just like, okay, before we go down this road, you have to really understand that it can really fuck with your mind mentally, like seeing your body. She was like, you are going to get to show day. And she was like, you're going to be more ripped than you've ever been in your life. And you have to literally know that your body cannot stay like that. She was like, it's not going to stay like that. And she was like, I'm going to be really worried about you mentally. So what I did was as I was going throughout the process, I would constantly say to her, I would be like, this is how I feel, this is how I feel. And I know that my body at 10 weeks out was like, I was like, this is the body that I feel really good at. The calories were like at 3,000 calories or so. It was like in the pocket. Like it was just enough. And so now, even though, I mean, I'm probably three and a half, four percent body fat now, like I know that seven percent body fat is doable and I and I chose a look that I could do without trying to like right now I'm veiny and like it's just wild. So I did the work and loving my body along the journey so that I knew when I got here, I'm like, this is not sustainable. Like I had to tell myself that when I started, like, I'm like, it's just not sustainable. You're like, you shouldn't do this anyway. I'm like, I didn't have fucking energy. But what that did was, and what I'm really excited about, and Scott and I actually had a conversation about this in a car, because my coach said in the off season, you have to get to 235 pounds. And I was like, oh, like if you would have told me that like seven, eight years ago, oh my gosh, like I would have been... Like, I would have, like, such anxiety. I would already be thinking that I'm overweight. Like, I would just be having this really bad thing. And now I'm, like, I'm so fucking excited to get the 235 pounds because I'm going to do it in the healthiest way possible. Like, I'm like my, I'm not going to be eating, like, I have a cheat days. But, like, my meals are vegetables, rice, and mostly lean protein until like they start adding in the steak. So, you know, and it's part of the process and I love, I love the process. And so, but you know, I've never been over 228 pounds. So it's going to be pretty interesting. I just hope that I keep these rounded. <laughs> you know, I mean, can we see those again? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like I'm right back at the show. <laughs> that was actually perfect because I was going to ask you about body image and like self-perception. -per and I'm sure like it has to mess with you going through it, going like through the ups and downs and getting big and getting lean. You know, out of the story that you just told, like what would be the most important piece of advice that you'd give to somebody that's like struggling with those kind of issues about themselves? Well, first I'll say and kind of reiterate, the cool thing about the competition situation is you're doing it on purpose. So you're literally in control of the fact that you're gaining weight and you're losing weight, which, which frees your mind. And you also have a coach telling you, you need to do this. 
But in addition to that, you're also working out really, really hard. So it's not like you're doing this. Like, I'm still doing cardio. I'm still working out really hard. I'm just eating a lot to get there. I'm doing that on purpose. Now, for someone who is in a situation where they're not doing a physique competition and they're judging their body or whatever. Well, it's two things. And one of the things I, I say all the time, most people are trying to get their body to be show ready. And I think that's like the biggest mistake in the health and fitness industry. Everybody wants to go on vacation and have the show ready body. When I know that the show body is not sustainable, my sustainable body is 10 weeks away. And that's why when someone's like, I need to lose 100 pounds, oftentimes that 100 pounds is the weight they were in high school. That's just a round number or 30 pounds. And I'm like, at my leanest, I was, I think I was like 197 when I weighed in, but like I was 178 pounds in high school. So like, do you really need to be, do you really need to lose a hundred pounds or do you need to lose a solid 85 and like have a real, have really good quality of life? And so when you do that, cause I think oftentimes when people make a goal weight, the goal is in control, right? And then you lose control because the number's in control or like the dress is in control or the bathing suit is in control. Instead of being like, what's going to make me feel comfortable and make me feel good? Okay. Like maybe it's 75 pounds or I don't even, maybe it's 10 pounds and this is what I want to look like. This is how I want to feel. These are the things I want to eat. This is the, this is the quality of life I want to have. And so when you, same as when I'm going through that process, when you gain control of your journey and not let the number on the scale or the look comparing yourself to other people being control of that, you're in a much, you're in a much healthier headspace. Listen, take it from me. I, there's no way, like I already gained, I will like, I still have to do my check-ins with my coach cause I'm about to film a workout and he wants to make sure I'm a certain look for my workout for my filming. But like, you know, I weighed in at 197, I'm already 201 pounds. Like, it's, I'm already four pounds more, and I feel freaking great. So take control of where it is that you want to be, and don't let that final number be the one thing that's going to decide whether you're happy or sad, you know? And don't let a look do that either. Like, you can lose weight and be just good. You're like, I lost weight, I feel sexy, I feel good. There is that. The other thing, last I'll say is, and I've, I know I'm not the only one that's guilty of this. You, you take a picture of yourself today. You're like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, six months later, you look back at that picture, and you're like, I look damn good. Like, why was I beating myself up over that picture? If you are working hard and working toward where it is, where it is that you want to feel great, the picture today is wonderful. And I'll tell you this, which is like so crazy. The day of my show, I actually went back to right after I started working out with Kristen. And like all of my posts were just like so happy at me making progress. Every single one. I look nothing like I do right now. But I was like, wow, I was really happy in that body. Had I not written that stuff and like been present during the journey... I would look back at those pictures and be like, oh my gosh, like I was like 
you know, 215 or whatever. I don't look at that. I'm like, yes, I love that. I was like loving my body along the way. So, you know, the way you look today is absolutely great because it is a thing you have to work with to get to where it is that you want to be, where you want to be, not where the goal or the dress or the bathing suit thinks that you should be. It definitely felt like you had done this before and it's the craziest thing because you got up there and you were like, and for me anyway, watching, and I think everybody else can agree, you know, it was like incredibly natural, which I know you're like a born performer, you've been doing this forever, but this is definitely a different realm, right? It's a new thing that you're doing on stage. So I don't know, were there any like specific moments like during this stage presence that like really stuck out to you like, or you found really rewarding? The most rewarding thing. So two things happened before I went on stage because everything has to happen before I go on stage because once I come out there it's a wrap like mm -hmm. I'm not thinking I'm just like living mm -hmm. two things happen one so backstage they have like um tape on the floor and they have like lines you like all the women and men line up when they're about to go out so it's like it was like four rows so once you once you lined up in row four you had about still about like 15, sometimes 20 minutes before you had to go out. So that's when you start getting nervous. You're like, oh my gosh, like, like <laughs> what the fuck, you know? So I'm like warming up and I'm running over to my coach and he's like giving me rice cakes. <laughs> like all this. He's like, here's some rice cake and here's agave. Pump yourself up, you know, because that sugar is pumping you up mm -hmm. and carbs. But then I remember getting down doing push-ups and I started getting like super nervous. I'm like, I said to myself, like, Sean, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you are 45 years old. You just want to jump into this. Like, what are you doing? And then I went back to what my coach said. He was like, if you get overly nervous and you start questioning yourself, you're not going to enjoy the journey. He's like, you're not going to enjoy it. So, like, it doesn't matter. And he's so wonderful. He's like, I don't care how you do today. Like, you showed up and that's what we're going to do. So I just, I just like literally like conquered my mind, but I have my tattoo and I was like, okay, forget about that. And it's like my father-in-law talks about one thing he says is train your brain. And the other one, he says, avoid emotion commotion. And I was just like, I need to use all of these tactics. And I just like threw that out of my brain and I started doing, I'm like, you've been doing push-ups your whole life. Like just do the fucking push-ups and focus on like pumping yourself up. Then I get to the top of the stairs like I'm like it's two people before I go out and I'm like oh my god so I had this I had this like sense of I'm really really excited but I'm really fucking nervous and I don't know what to do and you want to know who I thought of oh I said what would Aisha Francis do in this moment yes 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 the I confidence said, queen <laughs> confidence queen I said what would my friend Aisha Francis do and she'd be like, fuck these bitches. Like, this is exactly where, the, if you know Aisha, sorry, but she would be like, fuck these hoes. Like, go out there, bitch, like, and slay the game. Yep. And her, she went through my head, and I was just like, I remember the other guy started walking out. So this is like, this is my favorite part about being on stage, what I'm about to tell you. The other guy started walking out, and I was like, okay. And so you know I'm very musical. Like I've taught like I've taught dance workouts and you know obviously I was a dancer. And so I'm listening to the music and I'm like, okay, I'm listening to the music, listening to the music and I hear them say like he had to go. And I'm like, 
yes. Like I hear the music and I'm like literally timing my walk out so that I can hit it on the, exactly where I need to hit it. But And then the music took over and I walked out and that's like, I remember everything I did on stage, but that was just like the most, it was like the liberating moment, the picture where I'm doing the the, the abs and thighs where my heel was out and I was in my, my breeze. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I was just like so happy. Like, I was like, this is it. Like, you're here. And I know that once I'm on stage once, it's a wrap after that. Like, mm-hmm. then I'm ready to, I'm like, can I go back out like now? <laughs> yep. And then you also like tied in dance, like like you said, into your routine, which I was like, I was like wondering what, since I saw so many people come up and the routines, I was just like, what is he going to do? You know, I wasn't a hundred percent sure how you could incorporate something different and you made it totally your own. How'd you do that? Well, I said to myself, so you know Jack. And so mm-hmm. for people who don't know, Jack has like done music on almost every single one of my workouts. And he does all my live event mixes. So if you have any of my insanity mixes for my live events, like Jack does that. He does music for So You Think You Can Dance. He does he's done music for America's Got Talent, movies, like any show, like probably the mass singer, like any musical show out there. He's he done he did the music for Magic Mike Live, like Jack has done it. So, you know, it the process of going through like what song am I going to choose? Because at at one point I had like more Beyonce upbeat, and then I had this, and I like kept going back and forth. And I just said to him, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. I, I was like, I don't know if I want to do like a more hip hop or if I want to like really do something. And he was like, you know, since it's your first time. He's like, I really think you should do something slower so that these people who are looking at you, you're a celebrity. You don't want to go out there and be like a showman. You want to pay like respect to the sport. And then I love that song, Oceans. Like, I love it so much. And I have like so many different versions that I hear. And I was just like, everyone thinks that hip hop is my favorite style of dance. And it's not. It's modern dance is my favorite style. So I just was like, oh, my gosh, I can incorporate this posing with, like, these big movements and and make it happen. And then I can have Jack create, like, these hits and, like, crescendo. So if you hear the music, the music, like, it just builds until the very end. And it was just like and, – and the the producer of the event after my performance came up to me backstage and he was like, that posing routine, he was like, that was it. And it's crazy, too, because, you know, there, you know, I do have, like, I'm a dancer. Obviously, I'm really strong. You know, I have, like, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with the balance of masculine and feminine energy that I have. It's, it's what makes me me. So there's this one picture where I'm going into a pose, but it's also, like, this very, jazzy dance like modern asking i was just like oh my gosh i'm so happy that that showed out too you know so yeah that's how i came up with it and my coach loved it and my posing coach loved it i mean my posing coach is like literally the best in the business yeah it was just it was wonderful it was great short answer like now that the competition is behind you what is your next step your next goal moving forward i know you said the competition but let's let people know like what that's about really quick 
Yeah, so really quick, I am actually going into filming my new workout program mm -hmm. for Beachbody. I've developed most of it now, so I'm going to be filming in September. So that's my first focus. As soon as that's done, we start the build phase. People call it bulking, but I'm just going to call it build phase because that's just better for my head. And from October to probably the end of March, I'm going to be in that build phase, like trying to build muscle. And then that's when I'll start my prep probably early April because... I don't know how many weeks he's going to put me in prep, but it'll be very interesting. And, you know, bodybuilding journeys like the one that you're on can inspire, you know, people to set out and pursue their own ambitions and goals. So what message do you hope to kind of convey to our listeners or any individuals who are maybe considering maybe it's this path, but maybe another and they're hesitant to take the first step? You know, one of the things that has happened after people saw me go through this journey, I didn't realize how many people were watching and waiting. I've gotten so many DMs from people, and ironically, because I have a huge female fan base, but ironically, a ton of men that are like, you inspire me so much. Like, I always thought you were very fit, but the fact that you committed to that, you were, were vulnerable, like you were able to change your body. Like they're like, if you can do it and you can show us that, then I can do it too. And for me, when you're a professional or when you're an expert at something, people oftentimes put you on a pedestal and then you become less real. It's like, I think a lot of people, you know, I'll take somebody like Oprah or Beyonce, right? Like people look at them and like this boom or like celebrities, but then not Oprah or Beyonce, but like when you, when they see a celebrity in the tabloids, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that such and such acted like that. And I'm like, they're a human. Mm -hmm. Like you guys forget that celebrities are actual humans. So I think it just made me more, it made me validate my entire career for people to see me in my mid 40s this late in the game not only going through shoulder surgery overcoming that but also making a huge transition and being vulnerable and 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 you know transparent along the way and i i think that it's going to be layered like people are inspired but i think people know that they can be committed and when i tell people that if you commit can commit you can change your body i think people will even more people will listen now and it's not just like this fit person is saying that. Okay. Well, Sean, thank you so much. <laughs> this is your show, but thank you for answering. <laughs> thank you for answering my questions about your competition. I'm sure that everybody's going to be delighted to hear more of the story. Yes. I love questions. So thank you very much. Of Allie. course. Of course. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 